Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 24, Durenberger. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, we have another message from my mom. This will be the fourth one. The previous ones were Episodes 2, 9, and 15. It most likely was recorded soon before the 1988 presidential elections, which took place on November 8th of that year. It's about 40 seconds long, so let's hear it. Hey, Paul, it's Mom. I don't really have much important to say except I love you, but I wanted to tell you that the Good Morning America came to broadcast that the, about Durnberger at the Episcopal Church home. It's on ABC News, and it'll probably be just a short blurb Friday morning about Durnberger and showing what some of the older folks at Episcopal Church home. So if you're up early, you might want to tune it in. That's it. Talk to you later. I'm still, I'm thinking still coming to see you. So I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. The first thing that gives this message that classic mom flavor is when she begins by saying she doesn't have much important to say except that she loves me. But then she goes on to tell me that Good Morning America was at the Episcopal Church home. This was the nursing home where she worked as communication director for many years. Good Morning America was there to catch David Durenberger, the Minnesota senator, making a campaign appearance at the home. This provides the clue that my mom left the message soon before the upcoming election. Dave Durenberger fell into the middle of a complex Minnesota Republican mosaic that at one time, like the National Party, had a strong liberal as well as conservative wing. Minnesota's radical political tradition was rooted in Scandinavian farmers battling big city banks and miners from southeastern Europe fighting for fair wages on the Iron Range. In the early 20th century, the leftist nonpartisan league had a presence within the Republican Party, but eventually they split off to form the Farmer Labor Party, which dominated Minnesota politics in the 1930s. This was before the Farmer Labor Party merged with the Minnesota Democrats in 1944. In reaction to the popularity of progressivism, the Minnesota Republican Party called on a charismatic young reformer named Harold Stassen, who was elected governor in 1939. Stassen became a model for the moderate wing of the party, which tried to find a compromise between those who called for government intervention to address social problems and those who believed in low taxes and individual responsibility. This moderate wing dominated the party through the 1960s when it was represented by Governors Elmer Anderson and Harold Lavander, whose executive secretary was David Durnberger. In the 1970s, the party took a strong rightward turn, and my dad was part of this new right-leaning coalition. 
He was active among a small group of party members in St. Paul, which was more Catholic and conservative than the large Minneapolis party. The powerful Minneapolis Republicans were sometimes derided as the Hennepin County Mafia, with wealthy backing from folks like John Pillsbury and Wheelock Whitney. But St. Paul Republicans and their conservative rural allies were to get a boost from the rise of the Christian right. The anti-abortion movement brought in conservative Democrats to the party, and the victory of Ronald Reagan solidified its rightward shift. My dad was a Reagan delegate and went to his 1980 inauguration. Dernberger was first elected in 1978 and re-elected in 82 and 88. He had the support of the old guard, and with his opposition to abortion, satisfied the new conservative party base. He later became disillusioned with the Republican rightward turn and supported Obama in 2008. My mom concludes her message by saying that she is still planning on coming to visit me. I do remember her staying with me in my little studio apartment, and at the time I think I just had a single mattress for her to sleep on while I probably used a sleeping bag. It could not have been very comfortable, but it's funny to think she was just 50 at the time, younger than I am now. Okay, before I conclude this week's episode, I have exciting news. I have decided to start a fundraising campaign. There are two major expenses for the podcast. The website hosting service, WordPress and the streaming service, SoundCloud. My goal is to raise $200 to cover the annual cost of these two providers. So if you would like to contribute any amount from $10 to $200, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.